We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Roadwire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other platform, you could leave us a nice rating and review. Please take a few moments to do that. It goes a long way to support this podcast. Thanks to those of you who've already done that. Uh, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by FanDuel. Uh, let's go ahead and start breaking down the Monday slate, Mario. Nine games scheduled Monday, April 24th, uh, but Eight games likely to play, at least at this point. We're recording around lunchtime on the East Coast here on this uh, Monday morning in Madison. And it looks like the Baltimore-Tampa Bay game is in serious danger of being rained out. The early models are not favorable. By the time this recording is heard, it's possible that we'll have an official postponement of that game. Even if we don't, uh, it seems like the early forecasts are suggesting lengthy delays and a lot of hazardous weather at camden yards yeah and for me this is an easy fade anyway like i don't really want to deal with trying to pick batters against archer and then tampa bay i don't know baldo is vulnerable i guess but uh i was mostly looking at the others the other um like the coors and arizona those kinds of matchups rather than this one anyway so i'm just kind of skipping it yeah I, i think that was one where matchup wise archer against the orioles on today's slate would have been in play for me, but hitters against him, not really something I do. I don't really mess with Ubaldo no. at all. I don't use him. Nope. I don't usually put hitters up against him because he he's my kryptonite. Like I can't get a read on what he's going to do with any sort of success. That's uh yeah, that we were talking a little bit on the show, but that's the same thing for Miguel Gonzalez for me at this point. Like I, I will target those guys if if I'm you know, if things line up right, but I'm I'm not like hooting and and hollering about how excited i am to do it you should hoot and holler more often 
Uh, at the top of the board, price-wise, Zach Grinke, $10,000 tonight. Home against the Padres. The Padres, of course, have a pretty anemic offense. Grinky has pitched well early on this season. Has he pitched well enough for you to trust him in his home starts? I mean, the, the matchup is certainly a good one. Last year, Chase Field was not kind to Grinky. Uh, when he left the ball up, it was punished. Seems like he's kind of righted the ship to start things off through his first four starts. Right, and like we reasoned through on the show, um, it's not really so much are you bought are you bought in fully to him pitching in the stadium it's like can you really convince yourself you'd rather go with liriano or something like that which after after we talked about it i'm i'm i've concluded that for me only two pitchers i have in play are granky and vargas um it's just there's just so much blow up potential with like all of these guys uh but especially everybody but those two i think again that's just presuming uh the the tampa baltimore game doesn't go because archer's uh, pretty great obviously as, as, as dangerous as a matchup but that is yeah i'm kind of crossing archer off unless we get some surprisingly good news later in the day uh jason vargas though 8500 going up against the white Sox. lariano 8400 going up against the angels both of those guys are on the road vargas has been killing it early on this season i still don't quite understand it part of it's the the way he's pitching it's not so much the arsenal that much the knuckle curve grip changed in the last couple of years uh, I think he scrapped a cutter a few years back as well. Injuries have made it really complicated to get a feel for just how different he really is. But Paul Spore at Fangraphs had a really good piece about what Vargas is doing differently to attack hitters. And it's really more about location than anything else. Okay. Do, do you recall what he said about that? I'm just, I, I'll look it up later. I think I'm he just... was, if I remember correctly, and don't, don't kill me if I'm wrong. I think Vargas is working inside more often than outside, and it used to be the opposite. Hmm. I guess that that's preferable anyway. But uh, yeah, his velocity is like lower than ever. Just doesn't seem to matter. Um, but it, again, it's like I'm not even like sold on Vargas today. Kind of the opposite. But uh, when when you look at some of these other guys, like it's just a just a bunch of jokers today. I don't know. Yeah, it, no, it really is, and. It comes down to which pitcher are you least fearful of. Yep. Uh, so for Vargas me, Liriano, I mean, like this seems like a good spot for him, but every time I trust Liriano, I seem to get that wrong. He's probably too. not going to get help from his bats. The, the lineup behind him right now is just a mess, so that's a concern. The Angels have a few big righties that can do damage. They're actually favored in that one. Yeah. Chavez. I, 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 don't, I don't like the setup much for Liriano today. You go down to the next tier, Amir Garrett is the fifth most expensive pitcher on the board today. He's mixing all three of his pitches really well. He's looked great early on, but he has to go into Milwaukee and take on a Brewers team that has plenty of thump from the right side. To show how bad this slate is pitchers wise, uh, again, this is considered this is assuming that Archer isn't in. I'm very I'm probably gonna stack a bit against Garrett a little bit, like Domingo, maybe a couple other Brewers. And yet he's number three on the slate for me. So um he's he's so good as a as a talent that like yeah he he could do well here but he's he's had some lucky bounces so far and the brewers are just a dangerous group of bats generally and it's in that stadium obviously so i'm not going to be picking him but yeah he's like number th- i have him over liriano i think just because uh it, he's, he's like the better player at this point the brewers have a 389 team woba against lefties early this season so that's a great spot for them, potentially, the only issue is, you know, Garrett's been Garrett's on fire. Good. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting matchup nonetheless. Uh, so I'm I'm more inclined to fade Garrett and actually play a few Brewers hitters against him yeah. than I am to play him at this point. 
we'll see if that feeling changes over the next six hours or so. Uh, Brett Anderson, 7,500, going on the road to Pittsburgh. I don't really like that. Yeah. I think the possibility of a short start is always kind of looming for me with Anderson. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez, home against Jason Vargas in the Royals. I, I just I never get a good read on him. Hinjin Ryu at 7,200 against the Giants makes some sense if you want to go a little cheaper. He's giving up so many homers. He doesn't seem... I mean, he, his game is not like velocity or anything, so it's, I, I don't think it's like a physical issue, but whatever it is, rhythm, it doesn't seem like it's there. Yeah, it's he's, he's just not great right now, and that's part of the problem. Uh, Ricky Nolasco is 7,100. It's going to be Chavez, though, instead. So Nolasco... Wait, is it? Are we sure? I think, yeah, they made a change. They pushed Nolasco back. So Nolasco shows up in the FanDuel list, but Jesse Chavez is supposed to start that game for the Halos. Hmm. Uh, Kane and Chad Cool, 7,600, respectively. Is Chavez like a GPP consideration against those miserable Toronto bats? Could be. I mean, they are they are favored for what it's worth. Um, in, in a big field GPP, I could see that as your alternative, like your second or third lineup, just not your primary. Right. Yeah, I guess he might be number four for me. Uh, he had a couple nice years with Oakland a few years ago. I don't know if, if that was just luck, but uh, I don't know. This is a bad pitcher slate, and he's, he's doing eight Ks per nine the last two years. So I don't know. I guess I might do that. I might do that. Chad Cool gets the Cubs at home at PNC, but it's the Cubs. I just I don't use pitchers going up against them. He's not a strikeout guy, and he's going into a buzzsaw. Yeah, it's too like, risky. Uh, Ubaldo talked about him before. Chasin on the road is a target. Uh, Garza at home against the Reds, I think, is a target. Yeah. Martin Perez against the Twins is something I don't like. Phil Hughes on the other side of that matchup against the Rangers is a target. And then Tyler Anderson at 5,500 hasn't been pitching well. I think, obviously, at Coors Field, he'd be a target as well. So there's a lot of guys that you want to use hitters against and just so few options that maybe a Jesse Chavez comes up higher than expected. But I think it's just Granky or bust for me. Unless, yeah. unless the weather changes in Baltimore. If the weather gets better, I'm on Archer at 9,500. I'm still scared of, of those Baltimore bats. They're better against righties than lefties. Um, but yeah, Archer's a great player, obviously. For me, it's it's Granky and Vargas, and I just talked myself into Chavez as the GPP uh, third option. Gross, just just gross. I'm excited. Uh, moving on now to some of the bats. We talked about the, the stacks a moment ago briefly. I mean, stacking Rangers makes sense. Maybe stacking some Brewers could make some sense. A lot of bats. That look uh, good. You know, Rockies, Nats, of course. People are going to try to load up on them as much as they can. Uh, Arizona hitters against Chasin also makes a lot of sense uh twins even perhaps going against martin perez uh but looking a little further down i think you can find one more stacking option that's pretty intriguing we kind of stumbled on this one during the xm show the dodgers are very affordably priced because they're going into san francisco the park factors are not favorable for left-handed home runs early forecasts do have the wind blowing out today in san francisco so you get a discount on a guy like Corey seager Adrian Gonzalez is very affordable, too, even though I'm not crazy about him. But you can get a handful of Dodgers mixed in at lower-than-usual prices today going up against Matt Cain, who's been very homer-prone over these last couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we know, is Jock Peterson going to miss time? Day-to-day, I think, with that groin okay. strain. I guess that hurts their projection if he's out today. But as far as Grandal and uh, Seager go specifically... Very affordable, and I, I think they've got pretty good homer odds in each case. Twenty eight hundred for Grandall. It's better against righties than lefties, and, and Kane is is a kind of a turkey as far as righties go. 
Then at uh, 3,300 for Seager, I mean, I know it's a bad stadium, but his, his righty splits are just vicious. And, and Kane is, again, an easy target for a guy like that, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably be going with a good amount of those two. Um, and then they figure they'll be pretty lowly owned given the Coors game. So what do you think about stacking Cubs today, too? Because this could be one of those days where the park kind of weighs it down a bit like It'll the It'll be Dodgers. low ownership for how good they are. It's just, is it really today that you want to try that kind of, try to push your luck on something like that today when there's all these other high-scoring, probably high-scoring games? Like, I, I just wouldn't want to try with the Cubs before I would try with, the you know, the Rangers or something. No, who who are probably, like, fourth in line behind... Uh, both of the Coors teams in Arizona. It, it seems unusual that you could name off five or six stacks that you like better than the Cubs, but I think that's the case even with a, a smaller kind of mid-range size slate. So ownership will be low for whatever it's worth for people considering that. Let's take a look at the catcher position. You mentioned his money Grandal before, someone that you like uh, quite a bit in that matchup against Matt Cain. I think Posey, if you can afford it, if you go with one of those cheap pitchers we talked about, uh, Posey against the lefty and Hinjin Ryu at 3700 always makes a lot of sense yeah uh dustin garneau if he catches is 3100 tony walters is 3000 so the colorado catcher could be the way to go i think walters is the lefty is more likely to get the nod given that it's a righty and for Jake what it's, turner yeah for what it's worth if it's not walters i, I know it was a small sample because he doesn't he hasn't been in the majors much but garneau's actually been competent against righties and and the early sample actually better than against lefties it's cheap cores exposure regardless of, of who is, is getting that opportunity uh matt weeder is only 2900 and uh, hmm. jose lobatone is 3000 so the nats catcher is situation is worth monitoring today too yeah definitely definitely i almost yeah i wonder if that uh that baltimore hat in his photo is gonna make people just scroll past him um <laughs> but, uh, that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah so yeah uh weeders i didn't uh i didn't notice him before that's that's what i did to be clear i i just i was like yeah he's for baltimore they're not gonna play um so weeders makes a lot of sense i think there's there's a couple other options to uh, whoever catches for milwaukee today i like as a tournament option and um longer shot chris herman if he's in 2200 uh, that's always like if he's playing and it's yeah. home especially against the righty yep. yeah chris herman is in the mix uh i don't remember i gotta look and see what they've done with granky on the mound so far if it's been yeah, i don't know any i have no clue or, or he what. might be that that low because it's not likely that he plays but if he does uh you know outfield whatever i don't care the Le- name lefty the, against chessine the other name i like is uh jonathan lucroy 2900 oh, yeah, yeah, against phil hughes i think that's probably my favorite play overall but i agree with you on the brewers catchers as well as being viable options manny pina has been better than i ever could have imagined as a hitter so far defensively he's got a cannon for an arm he's been throwing really? runners out yeah he's had a couple times in I the thought last, they were getting. I thought the, like Nelson was getting run on yesterday, and Pena just like wasn't getting anybody. He was gunning guys down who were taking uh, excessive leads off of second. He was throwing down to second to get runners going back. Huh? Yeah. What? Why was he in AAA? Like if he's if he's that good defensively? I don't know. I I I think he's worked on it. Maybe he's always had the strong arm, but the receiving skills weren't good. I hmm. I I wish yeah, I knew a little bat, more about him. The bat seems reliable. He's got a nine game hitting streak right yeah. now too. Uh, a bit of a but bandy there. too he's he's got some pop at least so if he's in uh, yeah either one I, I like both of them both good pickups by uh what's his name who runs that team david stearns man he's he's got it going he's yeah. got the got the team going in the right direction 
Uh, looking at first base, I wish the White Sox would let Matt Davidson play. He's kind of been interesting when they've let him play, but Isn't they he aren't doing that. Bad though, probably. Like he's still striking out like Chris Davis levels, and he's or probably more than that. And he's just uh, even as far as the power goes, it seems like it might be a little bit of a mirage because he was like a guy who would get twenty homers in AAA, but at like six hundred plate appearances, which you know. When you strike out that much, you better be like a 30 guy. They should still. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they have better options. Uh, The chalk play of the day on the XM show was Joey Votto. I think that's easily one of the best matchups you can get. 4,200 in Milwaukee against Matt Garza. still think it's Zimmerman or Reynolds probably that most people go after. Probably. um, I I like Votto better than both. He's more expensive. So there's... That's There's sad, that, but yeah, yeah. No, uh, no reason to avoid the two first basemen going in Colorado. Uh, the punt play for me, I know we've, we've talked about how difficult it is to get a read on Miguel Gonzalez. Brandon Moss is only 2,600, gets a pretty big park boost going into Chicago. Uh, I think when you get the Royals lefties out of Kansas City, they become quite a bit more interesting, and, and Moss is very cheap at that $2,600 price tag. Yeah, I won't be picking him just because I'm kind of low on him as a player and and oddly afraid of miguel gonzalez at this point but uh i certainly hope brandon moss does something because i'm desperate enough to be starting him in a staff keeper too so but yeah i, I won't be picking him i'll at first i'll probably go with uh i don't know I'm, I'm i'm definitely in on the zimmerman hype certainly more than reynolds so i'll probably go with zimmerman and Votto. and uh but i guess you could you know go after goldschmidt too with uh if chassin melts down it's probably because goldschmidt gets in on it yeah, Goldschmidt at home uh, always becomes more interesting. Usually it's Goldie against the lefty, but Goldie against Chassin should be... Goldie uh, against a righty, he can steal more. I don't know. He, yeah. he's, they're just, if, if they give up runs, he's probably going to do a lot of that damage. Seems pretty likely. Uh, moving over to second base, you know, lefty-lefty for Daniel Murphy at Coors, pretty expensive, but only 4200 which is really not that bad if you go cheap with pitching. If you look at splits, uh, the splits against the handedness of the opposing started pitcher the leaderboard for today murphy among second baseman has the highest ops even though it's lefty lefty he's a 920 ops against lefties going back to the start of last season by comparison he always had average at least against lefties too yeah 540 slug since the start of last year too so maybe a bit contrarian on the surface but i, I think he's in the mix if you can oh yeah it. no I, I i love him today i mean he's he's the top second base play for me even even with a lot of other good ones like lemay who's a really good play at 3700 uh dozier at 3600 might be the chalkiest just because he, he, i mean it's a great matchup first of all and 600 less than murphy when the splits are more conventionally in dozer's favor um he he might be the chalkiest him or odor right like odor's usually popular in a matchup like this and for good reason at uh, 3200 yeah plenty of pop for odor uh 513 slug against righties since the start of last season uh, Brandon Drury at 2,600, kind of interesting, too, if he's in there with a high spot in the order against Chassin. Uh, I like VR going up against Garrett as part of a possible Brewers stack, though, based on where he hits in the order. Yeah. Only 3,000. If you're not playing Zach Grinke, I am, so I can't use Ryan Schimpf. But Ryan Schimpf at 2,700 going into Chase Field, kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I, I won't be picking him, but uh, the, yeah, he's definitely among the, the most powerful at that position. Um, yeah, I d- I think I'm going to try to really get a Murphy lineup, though, because it's easy to imagine him being on a, the GPP winners at, at, a, at a uniquely favorable batting situation and, and maybe slightly lowered ownership at being the only 
over 4,000 second baseman and going against another lefty. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, moving over to third base, you know, David Freeze against the lefty always gets some consideration. Still just 2,500 uh, with that matchup against Brett Anderson. I think the problem is, you know, Pittsburgh as a park really stifles right-handed power, so that takes away some of the intrigue, but the Pirates by necessity have to hit Freeze pretty high in the order, so... He's in there if you have to go cheap at third base, but with so many quality options, I mean, Arenado at 4,900, of course, if you can if you can find the money, go nuts. Uh, he's in play. Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb at 3,900, though. Probably the sweet spot in terms of park, matchup, price, and possible production. <coughs> yeah, I figure he might be the, the highest owned, depending on uh, how much money people have for third base. Obviously, Arenado is the gold standard, but... Uh, Jake Lamb is also a very, very nice play and quite a bit cheaper. Um, Miguel Sano, 3,500, going against per, per, uh, yeah, Martin Perez. So I'll, I'm be, I'll be thinking hard about Miguel Sano in a spot or two. And otherwise, I uh, guess you could consider uh, Gallo on a tournament play against Hughes. Yeah, Gallo, I mean, he's been showing a ton of power, of course, as you'd expect. Very feast or famine, but... You're looking for the long ball in DFS anyway. Uh, Mike Moustakis against Mike Gonzalez, or Miguel Gonzalez is kind of interesting. 3200 is the price. He gets the park boost I talked about before with Brandon Moss. And the difference between the two especially uh, is that you're not going to necessarily have to uh, worry about where Moustakis is hitting in the lineup. Brandon Moss has been hitting lower in the order at times, as low as 8th recently. So I think that's the one thing that's working against Brandon Moss right now, but it's not impacting Mike Moustakis quite the same way. Oh, sorry, not a retraction quite, but I guess I should mention, it uh, looks like that Texas game has a pretty considerable inward wind. Uh, I guess a lot of these games do. But yeah, 13 miles going inward, it looks like, from slightly right field in that game for what it's worth. Um, it, do you have an opinion on that? I don't, I don't know what to make of that exactly. I don't I, have any perspective on what that wind actually means. So... Yeah, blowing in from left is one of the forecasts I've seen at like 15 miles per hour. I think that's enough. At 15 miles per hour, that's enough to significantly impact the flight of the ball. So okay. if, if that's holding up closer to game time, my interest in, in the Hughes targeting goes down and Perez targeting as well. Okay. Um, I think it's even more problematic for a righty. If the wind is blowing in from left field and you want to pull power righty to go deep, that's not going to happen. It's more yeah, likely the, that a lefty would pull a ball the, down the, the right field line. The Fanduel one, one is showing it coming in like that. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Kevin Roth Roto-Grinders. Okay. Uh, so it's a matter of interpretation. We don't we don't know how that's going to go. But man, I wish, I wish that wind wasn't there because I got really hyped for the Gallo pick. He's got 10 homers in his last, uh, let's see, 64... 97 at bats in that stadium so he seems to like the place anyway sorry back to uh wherever we were uh we were about to go to the outfield i think okay i was talking oh, wait, about short um yeah oh yeah short Did we, we didn't cover short. oh yeah you were talking about mustakas against gonzalez I'll, I'll, yeah that's a good pick yeah we'll get short in real quick here too uh trey, trey turner's only 4500 as you can hear my my voice is almost shot so we're gonna wrap this up fairly soon uh but trey turner 4500 today going on the road it's against the lefty. He's $1,000 cheaper than Bryce Harper, which gives you an idea of just where Turner's at after missing some time. Uh, it comes down to the same thing I've been saying the whole time. Depending on how cheap you go at pitcher, if you can afford it, great. If you can't, story for $500 less makes some sense going up against Jacob Turner. 4000 is the price there. And even if you don't want to stack Dodgers, 
Corey Seager at 3,300 is a bargain. Yeah, he gets Kane, who uh, doesn't matter where it is. He's vulnerable to the home run, and Seager obviously murders righties. So I'm probably not going to bother with anybody other than the top three at shortstop. But if I did, I, I think even guys, I think a guy like Defoe is worth considering in a tournament at 3,000. Uh, otherwise, Andrews is, is a more stable option among the lower prices. Yeah, I was heavier on Andrews this morning with the weather kind of looking with the wind looking the way it does I'm a little less excited about him but you probably still you probably weren't banking on a home run with him specifically though like you can imagine no. him getting to home plate and knocking in a couple runs and getting a steal or something right you're looking more for like two for four with an RBI and a run or you know something with a steal because he's cheap 2900 yeah definitely like Andrews a little bit but just not as excited as I was a bit earlier right uh, looking now at the outfield Mentioned Harper, fifty five hundred. I feel like he'll be pretty low owned at that price, even with even with cheap pitching crowding up most of the slate. I feel like the interest in him will be low enough where if you do build around Bryce Harper, you may get him at a lower lower ownership rate than you would expect at Coors Field. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would think it's probably going to be something like eighteen to twenty. Whereas normally, if he's if he were going against a righty, it'd be like sixty five or something, um, maybe even more than that. So I'll I'll. I'll probably be sticking to tournaments today, and with that being the case, I will likely have a, a Harper lineup, just as I'll likely have a Murphy lineup, and maybe in the same one. I don't know. I have to play around with the the finances a bit to pull that off. Looking at the, at the other options, Charlie Blackman, forty five hundred. I really like. He's that the play chalkiest one. Yeah, he's going to be the highest owned outfielder. I think. I think he will be too. Uh, his teammate Carlos Gonzalez has had a, a rough start to begin the year. Thirty nine hundred, and he got hit by a, a pitch last week, but. Had a hit in each of the three games against the Giants. Hasn't really taken significant time off. He's been drawing walks. He's not striking out that much. I think Cargo at 3,900 makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, he might not. Maybe if his hand is a little too screwed up, he might not have the home run potential specifically. But this is a great spot for him to, to get like you know two doubles and three RBI or something. One one other thought on on some of these Nats hitters. Jason Worth is 3,600. Yeah. You know, the Nats played Sunday night in New York. So a late flight out to Denver, yeah. And a lot of times, the first game for a team coming into Coors, they don't hit quite like you'd expect. You're they delirious from the the air pressure or something, right? Like there's there's some kind of effect when you first get there that you don't necessarily adjust quickly. There so, might be hmm. a case to fade the Nat side. I I still with with Tyler Anderson being a lefty and one who's not pitching all that well, I'm inclined to still use Nats, but maybe a full nat stack would be going too far tonight yeah i just did not think about that but that's a that's a really good thing to consider i think um now i'm all queasy about my my stupid plan that i had uh but i just, I just want to make everybody really upset yeah um i'm i'm very i'm very mad um but yeah that that's a good thing to think about it that must matter it was a late game they played yesterday and and now they got to travel after not sleeping that much and they're going into this like kind of like a different planet almost um at that elevation so yeah i'm, I'm probably going to lessen the shares a i'm like i'm probably going to move off of zimmerman still going to try to keep murphy and harper in like one of my two or three lineups but uh other than that lots of things to attack at the colorado side still even in the outfield like para at 3500 definitely in play if he's in the lineup um and he should be Otherwise, um, Nomar Mazzara at 3,300 could be, even with that win coming in, could be one of the 
two or three highest owned at the position and for good reason i still i think i i think i'm willing to take that risk with the wind at 3300 with him going against a righty i am too i think mazara is a terrific play uh david peralta 3000 against julius chassin at home at chase field i think that's a a good spot for him i like duvall for your vado stack at 3100 uh crushes righties and and garza's a big old turkey it seems like duvall gets overlooked all the time his splits probably creep people out and like they 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 probably have like bad memories of picking him against lefties when they thought it was a lock for a homer and it's like no he bats like 210 against them for some reason doesn't make any sense peralta's been on fire lately he's got five multi-hit games in the last six uh, eight hits in the weekend series against the dodgers that three thousand dollar price tag is uh, is a gift uh really when you take a look at it uh domingo santana 2900 tonight you also have a pretty low price on keon broxton so yeah if uh if if uh, hernan perez is in i think he's in play um he's probably really cheap because he barely 2500 so yeah those i like those brewers righties as a way of uh saving a little cash and uh getting pretty pretty good subtle home run potential out of them anyway yeah i think if you are are fading amir garrett there are lots of cheap ways to do it uh, as we've been talking about uh, initially i kind of liked alex gordon as a cheap play going up against miguel gonzalez but if he's dropped in the order you know the power hasn't really been there i, I think maybe it's just time for me to give up the dream on alex gordon yeah he seems kind of toast uh doesn't really seem to do much other than walk like that's about it <laughs> yeah so, i won't be picking him i'll be i probably will be staying away from the royals even though uh the Mustakas and, and Moss picks make sense for home run potential individually. I don't think they're going to score a lot as a team. Just doesn't seem like something they're capable of these days. Yeah, so it's you know it's kind of a, a mess, a little lower down. I don't really see a lot that I like. Uh, sub twenty five hundred tonight in the outfield. You probably much. want to pay up a little more of a premium tonight. But you mentioned Hernan Perez. If he's in there, he's had know. a cold year, but he. I still believe in that guy. I still think he's a very good utility guy. And he's got subtle pop, subtle speed. He 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 was a beast last year, and I, I think he's more that player than the one he was this year. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think the, the speed being what it is, and that team being built the way they're built, that bodes really well for Aaron Perez as a, a guy that will contribute uh, pretty consistently when he does get chances. It's going to take an injury, you know. Someone's got to yeah, go yeah, on the yeah. DL. Once that happens, he'll play more. Uh, Nick Franklin being on the roster is a little bit of a concern. He only hits righties, I guess. Yeah, so they they're kind of like opposite pieces, yeah. and they got rid of Kirk Newenheis. So it, it's look it looks like it's okay for Hernan Perez if you're looking for that cheap. Speed. Not really much in season long, but in in DFS if he gets the the right matchup. But yeah, otherwise that that game in general is so affordable. Like even Shebler two times in two days makes makes a lot of sense. Billy Hamilton's pretty cheap for a guy who's going against Garza and can steal twice. Yeah, yeah, I think picking on Garza makes a lot of sense. Baseball fans, the wait is over. Baseball is back, which means FanDuel is back, and it's better than ever. Fantasy baseball for everyday fans. New contests starting every day. No busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. New for this year, we have late swap contests. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual game. No more worrying about a sudden storm or a late lineup scratch. There are also non-late swap contests that are still available as well. Updated scoring includes quality starts, so you're not chasing wins quite the same way. Pitchers have more control 
over their performance. And you've got friends mode as well. You can create a league for your friends, choose the day as you play each week. New contests are created automatically, plus a leaderboard that will keep track of how you all stack up against each other. I've been going more 50-50s in tournaments this year, as I continue to say. Going to be a a lighter day for me today, but Tuesday is usually a heavy day. So probably going to have a good mix of GPPs and cash games coming up on Tuesday. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Special offer for new users. Deposit today. and You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. It's FanDuel.com slash RW. It's going to wrap things up for the Monday episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel. We'll be back with you on Tuesday.